When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen a lot of anti-Semitism since October 7th. Uh, But it, at least in some ways, took another turn over the weekend. Not in the United States, but in Russia. Yeah. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. So you had a flight coming in from Tel Aviv and large mobs there at the airport storming this airport making their way onto the tarmac to attack Israelis who had just got there. Yeah, they they were explicitly hunting for Jews. And it was the radical Mormons again. Right. You see the associated... Oh, it wasn't? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Interesting. <laughs> you see the Associated hmm. Press called it a protest? Like, no, Are you a li- serious? Yeah, it was a lynch mob. That's what it was. It wasn't a Holy protest. Holy smokes. Wow. No, the large mobs were yelling, Allah Akbar. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know. A surprise to no one. Uh, this is disgusting. And can you imagine being on that plane? Little kids, little Jewish kids on that plane for like hours, scared for their lives. Did you all think the same thing I was thinking? I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. I thought all this was in the rearview mirror um, like decades ago. No. And. So what was your takeaway from it after seeing that? Well, one, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I think Vladimir Putin, as he is launching his war in Ukraine and all of that, why he's sort of soft-pedaled a lot of the statements he's made about the attack on Israel, mainly because he knows that he has a large number of people who subscribe to radical Islamic beliefs uh, living in portions of his country. And he doesn't want to have to deal with bombs going off. And so That's probably true. What's probably going to have to happen is you've got the, the regional representatives there who are going to have to go and meet with Vladimir Putin. He's going to give him a quote-unquote stern talking to, and then nothing is going to change. I mean, it, it was shocking, though, to see the videos uh, of, these, of these mobs just descending on the tarmac. I mean, it was, it was crazy. There's what was one- your takeaway, Scott? Can I tell you what my first, because I, I, again, it was one of those things where you have the te- television on and you're yep. just kind of walking around. Yeah. And it caught my attention because I thought it was happening here. Okay. At first. All right. Before I realized what was really happening, I thought it had, was happening here. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was anyway, but um, it, it's it's sickening to me because we're seeing anti-Semitism I didn't know existed rear its ugly head. I didn't know there was that much out there. 
I guess all I could think is, you know, people are talking about, oh, is this going to be World War III? What's going on in the Middle East right now? And in my mind, thinking, well, I don't know if it is or not, but it's coming at some point because you do have people that really don't want to live in peace with other people. They want them gone forever. And I don't know how you have long-lasting peace. Not that any of us ever really expected that anyway. Uh, it was just a huge reminder of it. Well, another thing, you've got people in high places supporting Hamas. You know, like universities? Within government and within yeah, yeah, yeah. higher education. Sure. And within these, and, and that's, the, that's frightening. Well, it's a worldview that you can't relate to, but you know it's there. But you, there, you there's, know it's there, but you don't see it exercised in this sort of way. And there's no fear often. in going out there and telling people this is what I am. No. There's no fear. There's more of a fear of saying, well, I'm not with you. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's, 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 it's upside down. I mean, there was a huge fight over the weekend in Chicago... Yes. ...between the pro-Palestinian crew and the black Hebrew Israelites. I mean, you had them fighting each other in the street. I mean, and the Palestinian flags are being used to beat others with it and breaking the sticks, and it was just mayhem. Yep. Different people were saying, man, I didn't have that on my scorecard for this week. Right. This is nuts, man. So, yeah, we'll be tackling a lot of this throughout the show. You know, we show. talk about government coming together. We all need to come together to solve problems. We need to come together. There's no coming together There's with no people right. like that. There is there no isn't. coming together. And they're in Congress right now. The other thing, man, when you invite people into your country that don't share your values... What do you expect well, is going to happen? There's no assimilation at all. You don't have to assimilate anything. No, and you would think people come to different places because of the values. That's something you want to be a part of. No, they come here because they want you to have their values. But we got 10 million. Yeah. Easy. We don't even know who they are, where they come from, what their values are. We have no idea at all. And you hope it's not anti-America. We got plenty of that already in the country. Oh, yeah. And to find out a lot of, you know, of the last generation has been completely indoctrinated in this worldview that doesn't even match American values. Nope. There's a lot of work to be done. Okay. Now, as far as Joe Biden and the presidential campaign, mm -hmm. a lot of the Democratic power brokers are nervous. We've known that for a long time. And is he going to make it? Are they going to try to replace him last minute? How about... This whole attempt to reboot Kamala Harris's image done by 60 Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I. It wasn't very well disguised. Well, no. No, not really. It was sort of like, oh, yeah, by the way, she's still here. And then what came across in spite of their best efforts was, oh, yeah, she's still here. Right. I mean, it was yeah. really, I mean, I don't know who's feeling great about Kamala Harris after watching that. But she was asked what might happen in the event that Joe Biden decides he can't actually run for reelection. Because she's not a lock to be the nominee. She's not really the heir apparent. No, not at all. Roll it. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up. But we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical. Because Joe Biden is very much alive oh. and running for re-election. So but you do are. know. I mean, that is a... Update, he's alive. Yeah, okay. no kidding. I thought the same thing. <laughs> you know, you know there's, that's one of those, like, 
protest too much moments. Right. Exactly. There, there's been a, a long-running conspiracy theory that that's not even Joe Biden. That yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me because why would you replace Joe Biden with a senile version of Joe Biden? It makes right. absolutely no sense. But after I heard Kamala Harris say, unprompted, Joe Biden's very much alive, okay? If there's one thing I know about Joe, it's that he is living. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. They've got a Joe Biden body double out there, don't they? He fogged up a mirror yesterday, so (laughs) I know. And it goes on. Concern, and, and a legitimate concern, I would say. I hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things, but let me just tell you, I'm focused on the job. I truly am. Our democracy is on the line, Bill. Yes! She delivered the line. Well, you got to get that in there. Yeah. Our democracy (laughs) is on the line, Bill. And I frankly, in my head, do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election. That's it. (laughs) This long, awkward pause. Like, were you going to finish a thought there, Kamala? Well, I'm trying to make sense of what she said at the very end there. Head do not have time for parlor games when we have a president who is running for re-election. I understand why the interviewer is just kind of sitting there waiting like, yeah. okay, and? Yeah. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. That's then. it. <laughs> okay. She, she just went end of sentence. Yeah, what does that mean, by the way? Are you supposed have to time say, for parlor games when a guy's running for re-election? Full stop after that. Full stop. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what other people are saying? He's not going to make it. I'm so tired. You can't be numb to that. That's the best line. That's how you were prepared by the people working for you to answer that question because you knew it was coming. I mean, there's. it's not like there are any surprises as 60 Minutes is trying to prop her up. That was bad, man. <laughs> like that. That's a great campaign slogan for 2024, though, right? Joe Biden, 2024, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> no one said that. Who said that? Well, <laughs> your vice president did. Yes, <laughs> he did. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a presidential candidate on the Republican side has dropped out. Yeah, uh, Mike Pence has decided that he's not going to run for president anymore. He made the announcement during his speech at the Republican Jewish Coalition Conference on Saturday. The Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. I'm traveling across the country over the past six months. I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. You needed six months to come to that conclusion? I was going to say, as a Christian brother, Mike, uh, me and plenty of others I know could have said it's not your time. We could have saved you yeah. a whole lot of time Did you and see the, the Ramaswamy quote after this? What was it? That people, more people should be dropping out? You got 4%, brother. Have a yeah. seat. Okay? <laughs> you need to sit down over there. <laughs> I like Mike Pence. I do. I like Mike Pence, too, but there was no way that was going to happen. You knew this. Everybody knew this. Yes. I mean, do you think, and I don't know, do you think maybe he thought if he went out and ran that it would be this sort of groundswell over time that he would get the support? Or do you think he knew when he ran that probably not going to happen? I I don't know. I always, I my theory was always he was going to run there 
to sort of take in coming from Donald Trump at debates. And then Donald Trump didn't show up to the debates, so there was no point. That could be. It could be that simple. Not quite sure. But, you know, in the past, when anybody has run for president and then they bow out, you do it a bit. Did you do it a yeah, bit I, for Mike? I tried. He, he, you know, he didn't really make a big splash on the campaign trail. Yeah. So, you know, there aren't a ton of highlights to go through. But I did my best here with the obituary for uh, Mike Pence's presidential campaign. All right, let's roll it then. We cannot expect to unite the nation around an agenda of a politics based on grudges and grievances. Full disclosure, Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers union, but I got to admit, I've, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure. I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's basically like the entire campaign was I'm I'm running for president and then awkward sex joke about my wife. And then, you know what? It took me six months, but I realized that I don't have a I don't have a chance. Yeah. So I'm going to drop out. Well, finally, Barack Obama can cut America's meat, I guess. No, he's still not going to let that happen. Not, he's going to keep fighting. That's one of our favorite clips of Mike when he was defending keep fighting. for meat products in the United States. Yes. The profession's most likely to cheat at work. we got to get to that. Um, and a news update straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price. The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card. The longer that goes on, and the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can even delay 
delay two mortgage payments, stretching your savings further. Call today, 866-890-7811. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Jamie Markey, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update over the weekend, David. Yeah. And I on the shooter from Maine found dead. Yeah. Because, you know, people didn't know what was going on. The boat was abandoned, couldn't find him, and then the update came on Saturday. Yeah, the guy who murdered 18 people in a pair of shootings in Lewiston, Maine, is dead. The cops say he killed himself. They found him in some outbuildings near a recycling center. And they had searched that center because it's less than a mile away from where his car was found. But uh, they didn't search, apparently, the the outbuildings. There are a bunch of trailers and whatnot out there. They hadn't searched through that until uh, this weekend. And that's where they found him dead with a note uh, that had his phone's passcode, bank account information. They said it wasn't explicitly a suicide note, but it had the tone and tenor, they said, of, of... uh, a writer that was not expecting to survive. Um, and some of the details over the last few months, what this guy's life has been like for the last few months, again, raise more questions about uh, why he was able to purchase guns, quote-unquote, fairly recently. Uh, because we knew he'd been in a psychiatric hospital in July. Right. Spent two weeks there because he was hearing voices. Apparently he was out with other soldiers, started yelling at them, thinking that they were calling him a pedophile. They got him back to his motel, and then he locked himself in, wouldn't come out. Eventually, authorities were involved, and then he went to the hospital. Uh, After he was released, he was hanging out with a friend and started ranting about people calling him a pedophile and how he was going to shoot a bunch of people. So then the Maine National Guard got wind of it, and they said, hey, local law enforcement, you got to check on this guy. Because a soldier said he was worried that Card would, quote, snap and commit a mass shooting. Oh, man. Mm. Now, like three months ago, he tried to buy a suppressor, but the gun shop owner didn't let him because he looked at the questionnaire and said, oh, you've been committed recently for a mental health issue. I'm not going to sell you this. But apparently other retailers evidently either he lied to them or, you know, we don't know again, or, or they just skip past it. I'm not sure. Got it. Man, what I'd heard, too, about a hearing aid, I never heard that that was verified. Mm. Had trouble hearing, and then he was hearing something through the device. And that's when he said he was hearing voices, and he thought it was through the device. In the end, it was very odd. Yeah. And, yeah, you wonder, okay, if there's someone in your life that's going through different difficulties and then it's the talk of purchasing firearms then it's like okay we got to make sure that this can't happen you don't want the mass shooting right when you're somebody that spent what was it two weeks in the hospital yeah yeah man wow sad all the way around Mm. a lighter note i happened to see this over the weekend it was a survey um and it was talking about cheating and the professions most likely to cheat and this is really surprising. Cheated what? Cheat on your significant oh, other. Oh, okay. All right. 
You know, you're just thinking about cheating on your taxes, that sort of thing, right. or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. just cheating to get ahead. You know, we may want to save this for a little bit later. We could even make a game out of this oh, guessing game if you guys promise not to look it up ahead of time. Because uh. it, it's surprising when you look at the professions most likely to produce a cheater and then the professions least likely. I think I could look it up and still lose. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. I don't know how. With all the information right. in front somehow, of you? Somehow I would still lose, yeah. Yeah, it's... Really interesting. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, we can get to that a little bit later. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story, if there's one today. Um, I mean, we're still looking at uh, unrest in the Middle East. We're looking at war in the Middle East. And that is now extended over into Russia over the weekend. As a plane from Tel Aviv landed, mobs of pro-Palestinian radical Islamic groups uh, stormed the airport and they were looking for Jews. Yes, and then you have the leader of Turkey saying, we may get into this. Yeah. You're like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. So we got an update on that. Um, David, I also want to get to that story you have of the pro-lockdown guy now calling for grace oh, yeah. with COVID. Yeah, good luck with that one. And then we'll go around the table for what's your story coming up in just a few right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, and of course the sexy boomer. Okay, so how about a little grace with COVID looking back on it now, okay? Uh, NYU. No, how about no? And a liberal pundit named Scott Galloway says, yeah, we need amnesty for the people who supported lockdowns, mask mandates, school closures, and everything else that happened with COVID. This was on uh, Bill Maher's show. He's not the first to say this either, by the way. I know. But I don't think a lot of people still want to hear it. Okay, roll it out. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, The damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. We were all operating with imperfect information, and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 well, let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the show that was part of yeah. <clears throat> No. No. You don't get any. It depends for me. I don't know the guy's whole track record. Oh, I can give you a couple of uh, yeah. examples. That would help. Uh, He called for a vaccine mandate saying that half of America has its head up its ass. He also said he'd like to see a great firing instead of the great resignation uh, because of people who refuse to get the vaccine. The grace is diminishing. Thank you. Saying, quote, we have put people in prison for a lot less than what we're asking citizens to do. See, that's the context. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's somebody saying... Hey, man, I was going on the info I had at the time. I think we've all talked about it. We have. Getting the vax. You had it all to do over again, knowing now. Say, if you knew what you knew then, now I'm going to totally George Bush this thing. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If you'd had the information in 2020 that you have now, you probably wouldn't have got the vaccine. Yeah, I think that's no. true. That is true. But you were going off the information you had yes. at the time. And I was supposed to be more vulnerable than you guys. Listen, man, and I listen, it was my decision to get it. Yeah. 
There was always two people I was thinking of. My dad and you. Right. So, hey, it's not that I regret doing it because of the information I had at the time. And I had friends that didn't get it. And we were having open conversations about it at the time, saying, no, totally respect your position on it. Here's why I'm doing it. But then you got more information. This person went four steps further. You should be mandated. People should be fired. Hold on a second. Because you should have known from the get-go we couldn't trust the officials if you were following the information. Whether it was the spread, masking, how much kids were transmitting, what would happen to kids if they got it. And we had, you know, the left and the media basically trying to scare the crap out of people that your kid was going to die if they were otherwise healthy if they got COVID. That wasn't true. Yeah, well, well the effort to reopen schools, you had... Um teachers showing up or teachers union advocates i should say showing up uh you know with body bags at protests right and that if you wanted kids going back i mean american media said that when georgia was reopening it was an experiment in human sacrifice right yes yeah oh yeah i'm not willing to have grace towards that person totally i'm with you 100 percent. all the freaking loud mouths that and i because i do uh, some of our social media that were holding you need to be held responsible for the blank blank number of deaths because we weren't out there advocating that everyone should go get you know we blood, blood is on, on your hands. hands it was brutal i know now yeah. i don't hear from any of those weaklings anymore but that being said i don't have a lot of grace for this guy because i know his backstory i knew his backstory too screw you go pound sand deal with it you were responsible for people losing their livelihood people like you running your mouth yeah you couldn't just go about your business, get your shot if you wanted it, and be done with it. Oh, no. You had to advocate for people losing their jobs, their livelihoods. Yep. Screw you. By the way, and I think this was an underreported story. You can check this out to make sure it wasn't a fever dream, David. All right. But I saw this. It was just a little blurb. Last week in New York, all those workers that got fired for not getting the vax, yeah. they got their jobs back with back pay. Good. They should have. Did you hear that? Did you see that story anywhere? Because that should have been a major story. I didn't even see it. I I agree with that. I didn't see it. New York City teachers win jobs back with back pay from September. Yeah. Okay. Saw it somewhere. And then I went and forgot to grab it for the show. But I remember just now seeing that. Well, it's interesting that members of that group got their jobs back since they were the ones screeching about staying home. I thought it was also city workers. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I'm looking through here, and it does say, yeah, a judge has said that New York must rehire and and uh, pay back pay uh, for workers who were fired under the vaccine mandate. See, that should be a huge story. But the legacy media doesn't want to admit to their mistakes. They were, they were doing the same thing. They were shaming. Absolutely. I mean, they're terrible things. Yes. All because we disagreed. And I remember at the time saying, those people are going to get back pay. Yeah. They're going to have to make that right, finally. But there's it some people that aren't going to be able to. I mean, they got fired. They're just never going to get their job back again, ever. Should be able to sue for it. You would think. Yeah. All right. It's that time. We're going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? I just saw this over the weekend, and it made me laugh out loud. Uh, Business Insider yes. had a 20-something uh, rich female you know, apparently trust fund kid writing a story about an earnings call that was had with Chipotle 
and the takeaway was remarkable to me because really? the entire article is about how these workers at Chipotle, mm-hmm. you know, the the store doesn't open until 1030 or 11, but they show up at 6 or 7 a.m. This is it. Uh, prep workers at Chipotle have to start work as early as 6 a.m. to get food ready for when the restaurants open, company execs revealed at its third quarter earnings call on Thursday. Like, this is a person who's never held a real job in her life. No. Oh, my goodness. Of course. How do you think it happens? How do you think the, the food, food just gets magically cut? appears? Yes. Got the, got the elves working in there overnight. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, she cites uh, most Reddit and Indeed users who say they've worked at Chipotle said the earliest shifts started at 6 or 7 a.m. Some said that on occasion they had to start work even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that at restaurants, workers have to actually stay behind after the business closes, too? Yeah, because you got to clean up. Right. Sometimes <laughs> when the food trucks come in, you got to stock the shelves yeah. with it. Which you're there till like two in the morning, mm-hmm. or at least I was at Pondo back in the day. <laughs> that would be short for Ponderosa. Thank you for those playing at home. Yes. Yeah, because you get the you know all the different beans you had to stock for the salad bar and all the stuff that goes in there, and they go in certain places in the shelves. Well, there's no shelf fairy that just shows up. Somebody's got to do it, <laughs> and somebody's got to make the breakfast on you know the weekend mornings. Why do you think my buddy Big Kev didn't last? It was a big party Friday night. He just finally said, I can't do it. I'm, I quit. I can't get up in time to make the breakfast for the hungry folks on Saturday morning. Okay. All right. So for what's your story, Scott? What do you got? Well, uh, yesterday something happened that hadn't happened since 2015. The Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Beat them like a drum, too. 22 to 9 was the final score. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a horrible game. He had six catches, nine targets for only 58 yards. Taylor Swift was not attending the game. Is that a terrible game, by the way? For the Chiefs, it is. Okay. I mean, for one guy? Well, for him, yeah, six of nine for only 58 yards. Okay. So not great. Well, he doesn't throw to himself. Well, I mean... I'm just... I'm trying to get to the rest of the story so it makes sense. All right, so they lose for the first time. All right. He doesn't have arguably not a great game for Travis Kelsey. He's I mean, a terrible game. Taylor Swift is not in attendance. Yeah. Has these as the final score is on, the teams are shaking hands, they're walking off the field. This is the song loudly playing at Empower Field yesterday, and here we go. Do I have to? <laughs> See you, Travis. Bye. Pretty good. I thought it was a great troll. Yeah. And you're not as a Taylor Swift fan. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, the guy had like nine and a half yards per catch. That's pretty good. No touchdowns. Okay. Well, okay. And if you had him in fantasy, you only got 58 yards out of him. That's not a great game. Okay. I understand. Okay. Well, I'm not a fan. I mean, this is before the Taylor Swift thing. Kelsey is one of those guys, if he's on your team, you love him. Mm-hmm. If he is not, you can't stand him. Because he's that good. And cocky with all the moves and all the attention and all that stuff. Just one of those things. Well, he's vaxxed. That's all I know. You know what we're going to see, what is it, five, six years from now? When you get then, you know, the, the docu-series 
on the Chiefs and how the team fell apart, it's going to be this sort of stuff. Yeah. With the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, all that attention, it's a circus now everywhere they go. And for the other 50 guys on the team, they're like, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be fun to see. Uh, for my story today, for What's Your Story, this was out of Variety magazine. And the whole piece starts with newsflash for Hollywood execs. Young people aged 13 to 24 are looking for less sex scenes in television and in movies. According to a study out of UCLA. Could this be the first time in history that kids were polled on some sort of sex scenes in movies and they said, less, okay, enough. And I know exactly why. Why? It rarely advances the plot, and if you want to see naked people, the internet exists. That's a good point. Yeah. You can't relate to it, can you, Scott? I could see it. Well, we used to have to wait for those scenes to show up in (laughs) movies, you know. That's true, though. David's right. I mean, that's absolutely right. Yeah. You can get it wherever you want now. Or it's uh, heterosexual couples and they can't relate. That, I don't know if it actually goes into that part in the actual story, but it was a surprise to a lot of people. I don't know. They're like, yeah, they just want to see something different. It was over 50% of adolescents that had said this. And, I think the and they point, want more character yeah. development. I think the point David makes is absolutely yeah. spot on because it used to be the only way you were going to see the, the nakedness is through a movie that showed a sex scene. And That's probably true. An R-rated movie or whatever. Yeah, you'd get the HBO guide if you had it, and yeah. if it said the old BN for brief nudity, yeah. it didn't matter how bad the movie was, a lot of people would watch it for that. Well, that's why people invented <laughs> a pause. glimpse. There's no reason for a pause button. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason. They also said they would like to see more content depicting friendships and platonic relationships. It's almost like, quit jamming all this stuff down our throats. There's something a little more interesting. Now, when they first put a tweet out about it, it said young people aged 10 to 24. And people started saying, hey, why are you asking 10-year-olds if they wanted to see more sex scenes? <laughs> well, why are you doing that? And then they said, well, that was only for 13 to 24 if they were seeing too much of it. Right. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Okay, much more to get to. Guess who is now tied with Ron DeSantis in Iowa? Well, for second. <laughs> right. As far as Republican polling. Mike Pence. (laughs) No, he just dropped out. Kidding. No, we'll get to that. And something interesting about making a buck. Straight ahead. The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Update on the presidential race on the Republican side. Yeah, Nikki Haley is building off of some momentum that she's created in the presidential primary on the Republican side of the aisle uh, to where she is now tied in Iowa uh, for second place with Ron DeSantis. Mm. She's gone up like 11 points since the last round of polling. Man, there hasn't even been a debate since then, has there? Yeah. uh, No, I don't think so. So So it's still Trump by a mile, but... It's it's Ron DeSantis and her tied for second, and then everybody else. So why do they think the big jump? There are a lot of different reasons for it. To me, I think it's 
because she has done a serviceable job of looking like the adults in the room. Yeah. And I know that some people hate her. And if you don't, if you don't like her, then, you know, I'm not trying to convince you to like her. It's just uh, she does come off as more professional. Ron DeSantis seems way too scripted on the biggest platforms, like a debate stage. Um, and Donald Trump is Donald Trump. I mean, he is the number one pick for most people right now, at least according to polling. Absolutely. I mean, personally, if I had my own personal pick between DeSantis and Haley, it'd be DeSantis by a mile. Yeah. Because he's done it. Um, in the state of Florida, I think that can translate. I mean, yeah, I suppose he could come out early if he could convince Nikki Haley to be his running mate. Who? DeSantis. Oh, that, I mean, neither one are going to win in the end. It's going to be Trump. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Why are you laughing? No, I don't know. It just, it just is, you know, here we go again. Biden, Trump. It's just. Well, I think. I don't know that it's going to be Biden. Yeah. I, but I think it is going to be Trump. I think the, the interesting thing, to your point, Jamie, is that when you look at the polling in this exact same, this is the uh, Des Moines Register NBC News poll. Yeah. Um, when you look at ranked choices, when you have at second place DeSantis and Haley as their fir- as a voter's first pick, yeah, their second choice is Trump. So it's not like, you know, it's not like uh, 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 let's say Trump's not a, or you know, let's say Nikki Haley drops out. Does all of that support go to Ron DeSantis? No, it goes to Trump. At least well, according to the polling right it? now. Wow. Oh, real quick, I mentioned about ways to make a buck. When you market it the right way, I guess it just works. Urban Outfitters has been selling vintage iPods. Like the ones without the touchscreens with the wheel on it? Yeah. Yes, for $350. Ooh. You can get it on eBay for 35 bucks. Why? <laughs> I think they just put it out there and people will see it like, oh, yeah, that is cool. It'd be cool to have a vintage one of those. So they just buy it. Right. They have the iPod minis, too. And they listed that for $200. And it says sold out. Wow. You can get them at a lot of places for, like, dirt cheap. Wow. But it's just part of the marketing. Yeah, see, this is cool. It's vintage. And people pay it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, a federal judge has now ruled that, at least for now, the Biden administration has to stop cutting razor wire that state of Texas officials are putting up at the border. Good. Yeah. Saying, no, 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 you cannot start disassembling, degrading, or tampering with the wire barriers that the state of Texas has put up. Temporary restraining order has been issued as this case makes its way through the courts. It is unbelievable that that was even happening. And how many people in America that know we have this huge problem at the border know that that was even happening? Right. I thought the same thing. So who knows? Who even knows this happened? 
I don't think you'd ever get yeah, it from no. legacy media no, no. that that was happening. You're trying to stop something from happening that the federal government refuses to stop. No. So you have to take it upon yourself to do it, and then at the same time, then they come after you. Cut the wire. Cut yeah. it. Crazy. Let's open the gate and weld it open. Right. Let's do that, because that happened in Arizona. But yeah. the border is secure. <laughs> okay. Securely open. That's right. Unreal. Uh, we talked a lot about the anti-Semitism we've seen since October 7th. It just seems to be ramping up. You saw what happened in Russia over the weekend where you had these people rushing onto the tarmac. This plane that came in from Tel Aviv, people were hunting for Jews. You're yeah. like, is this 2023? Yeah. This isn't some file footage. This is going on right now. It's crazy. And I understand, and we all knew how legacy media would treat it, once Israel was going to start any sort of ground force into Gaza, that it would be very sympathetic to people in Gaza. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we all don't have sympathy for the innocent people in Gaza. You do. We've talked about it before. Yeah, you're a person of faith. You should pray for those people. Get it. Understand it. But I see this piece, and I you commented. You saw this too, Scott. Yeah, I did. It spoke to you. Yes. David Strom from Hot Air, this piece called I'm Struggling to Find My Empathy. I get that. Well, and as you lay it out, I think a lot of people can relate to this on some level. As he says, you know, as humans, we're instinctively tribal. And when we think in terms of us versus them, the temptation to dehumanize the other is hard to resist when the stakes are high. And he talks about having grown up in the 60s and 70s, he was taught to look beyond tribal ties and view others as individuals and most of us really try to do that and he lays out every year it gets more difficult to do it as identity politics is all about emphasizing tribal identity over individual character and that's really true and so he says it's nearly impossible to treat people based on their individual characteristics if they don't do so themselves you try Mm -hmm. yeah you do And he said, I've been struggling in recent weeks to gin up empathy for Palestinians, despite the fact that so many of them are suffering horribly in the conflict between Israel and Hamas. I'm horrified in the abstract at what is happening in Gaza. While many or most of the people being injured or killed are supporters of Hamas or actually Hamas fighters, some certainly are not and are victims of circumstance. They deserve our empathy and we should be sad about their suffering and wish it weren't happening just as with any other victim of conflict. But then he says, but I can't get past the pure hatred being directed at Israel and Jews around the world. So many people are indifferent to the suffering of Jews, the sheer evil of Hamas, and have celebrated the brutality of terrorists that I have a hard time extending my circle of empathy. I only have so much to give. Is that the part that was speaking to you? Yes, because... I mean, I understand there are innocents that lives are being taken. Oh, yeah. And families that are being ruined and wrecked. However, the same feelings, I don't think, are coming back to what the Israeli people have been through and who started this to begin with and the atrocities that took place leading to where we are now. It doesn't mean I can't feel bad for these people. Right. I mean, that are caught in the crossfire of this. You do. And I I do. I feel terrible about it. 
yet at the same time, I look at this and say it's a necessary evil part of what is currently happening. Well, you do sort of come back to what's Israel supposed to do? Well, exactly. To my point, I suppose, yes. Will there be innocence taken? Yes, there will be. Have you had the same sort of feeling, David? Yeah, I mean, in the end, I feel like you got to separate the reality on the ground in Gaza from the shrieking that you're hearing on American college campuses and elsewhere around the world. And understand that, yes, war is a very messy thing. And, and war, unfortunately, this is one of the great tragedies of it. Innocent people die. And I, I think one way you can try to reclaim your empathy for the innocence in harm's way is to remember that the idiot, you know, 21-year-old on a college campus isn't speaking for the five-year-old who is sheltering from missile attacks. Right. And Well, and it's so maddening because the 21-year-old's been brainwashed. Yes. Into false history. And, th- and that's also really maddening. And, and part of my empathy and part of what is so heartbreaking about the reality on the ground in Gaza and what will happen in the coming weeks or months um, is that the suffering didn't need to happen. Well, and then Strom, in his piece, gets onto this point, and this is also true, I think, when he talks about what Hamas has done over time, that all the resources they get, they were building military power yeah. and not serving the people they're supposed to serve. He said, and then the propaganda works. That's the other thing that's maddening to watch this unfold. He said, yes, Hamas traps its citizens in a war zone and blames Israel for civilian casualties. And they've done yeah. this for a long time. They're the governing body of Gaza. They hoard supplies needed for its citizens, and people question whether it has a responsibility to help its own citizens. Strom wrote, how am I supposed to gin up any outrage against Israel when Gaza's governing body cannot? Hamas prepared for this war for years, stockpiled supplies for itself, and used the suffering of its citizens as a propaganda point, and that propaganda is working. Millions of people express outrage at Israel for the damage done by Hamas. And yes, that's true. And he, at the end, compares it to Germans in World War II. He said many Germans weren't Nazis, and the Allies' insistence on unconditional surrender led to wiping entire German cities off the map. Mm -hmm. Yet we call it the good war because annihilation of the Nazis was necessary. The Nazis, if they cared about their citizens, should have surrendered. The war was clearly lost in 1944, and every death after the Battle of the Bulge was on them 100%. There was zero chance of victory, yet they persisted in order to kill Jews. It was pure evil, and the evil needed to be eradicated. The same is true of Hamas today. Gazans deserve a better government, but it isn't Israel's responsibility to sacrifice its citizens to protect those of Hamas in Gaza. And that's what you come down to. Yeah. So I totally understand what he was getting at there. He didn't have an entire population since the time they were five years old or of school age or understanding age. They were taught to hate Jews. Yes. They were taught that. That's absolutely true. Yes, terrible. Other news from over the weekend. Oh, man. Sad story about Matthew Perry. Jeez. Died in this apparent drowning. And the toxicology reports it's going to take, you know, weeks on that. Um, 
And it seemed like, Scott, you had texted David and I when you found out about this the mm-hmm. other night. It, explain it. Because you didn't know the guy, but somehow, man, it was like I think, a little dagger for you. Yeah, and I think I'm the oldest one here, too. And with you guys, it might even mean more. But uh, that show for 10 years, you know, it's weird how we have connections to people we don't know or have never met, yet yeah. we feel the impact of their death. Yeah. And, and I was talking to our, our, one of our affiliates today in Dallas, and we were talking about the impact of a celebrity death on you. When was the first time in your life you actually felt it? Like, oh, oh yeah. gosh, that's terrible. You know, and a lot of people yeah, of a John generation Belushi for me, right? Belushi for you. I said John Lennon um, for me, mm-hmm. and and I don't know about you, David, if you've ever felt that way, but it, it it's just it's one of those things where an entire generation of people who grew up with this show, yeah. and felt like they knew these characters, felt it really deeply, and I think you saw that reflected in in the media coverage of it. I mean, this wasn't like the last story at the top of the hour for. This was like the lead story. Yeah. You know what's strange on that when this was all breaking? Um, because, I mean, I remember, especially the first couple of seasons, yeah. watched that show. And then, it, you know, for me, I kind of lost interest. But, of course, knowing how huge it was, mm-hmm. right? A whole other generation got the show with whether it was Netflix, whatever, streaming network. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, my oldest daughter was affected more by this death than me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And she was years away from being born when it was popular. Yes. It's kind of strange. I, this would have been 90s. Did you watch this growing up, David? Yeah, my sister was a big fan or is a big fan of, of that show. My mom and my stepdad really liked that show. I've never been a huge fan of it, mainly because in reruns, it, it competed with the Simpsons reruns. So I always, it was like 6 o'clock Central is when it was, Got it. the family would want to watch Friends, and I just wanted to watch the Simpsons, and so I was always a little bitter about it. One it. story about about him matthew perry that i thought was interesting so he went to school with justin trudeau the illegitimate son of fidel castro who is now the uh, (laughs) prime minister of canada yeah because i guess matthew perry's mom was pierre trudeau's uh press secretary or something like that okay or there was some some connection there apparently matthew perry at one point kicked justin trudeau's ass while they were in school together hero i know i was like i did not realize that we had lost a canadian american hero yeah no kidding i didn't know that that's pretty wild you know the one thing and you brought this up over the weekend he had played pickleball yeah and then got in the hot tub he had played pickleball for a couple of hours i guess and then went home and got in the hot tub which is where he drowned where they found him and tmz said no illegal drugs found but prescription drugs antidepressants anti-anxiety meds Stuff like that. Um, and I know you guys haven't played pickleball. Your heart rate can go through the roof playing pickleball. It'd be like playing basketball in a way. Yeah, I only know that from the Apple Watch I have. By the way, one other piece of trivia concerning him. Yes. His stepdad? Yeah. Keith Morrison. Who's that? The news guy. I don't know that What's I know What's the him. show he does? Um trying to think of the name of the show now gosh dang it i should have written that down <laughs> Boy, just, man, I'm, I'm feeling like the dope that doesn't know who it is and then i look at dave and he's like no, you, would, you would absolutely dateline dateline yeah yeah okay keith morrison is the guy that does, i'm going to show you his picture so you can see it okay is it going to mean anything to me oh yeah definitely well you'll go oh yeah 
Oh, that guy. That guy, see? With a strong jaw. Right. Yeah, and white hair on Dateline. Right. Yeah, that guy. That's his stepdad. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't Learned know that all either. sorts of stuff. I know. Yeah, that is sad. Matthew Perry. All right. Something else we got to get to. Hey, visual um, aid for a radio show. That's never happened before. <laughs> we just had one today. Yes. I don't know if you can picture him now, but it is that strong draw. Yeah, I know. He's got, this guy. He's got the gray hair, man. The silver hair. He's been the silver-haired fox for a while. All right. We got to get to a clip of Trump. Something about somebody can do things with their tongue. I don't know what it is, but we're getting to it next. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I see you have something with the Trumpster. Yeah. Talking about a dude that can do things with his tongue, and I'm like, what is that about? Yeah, Donald Trump spoke at the Republican Jewish Coalition event over the weekend and said something a little bit odd about former Congressman Billy Long. Okay. He can do things with his tongue, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Whoa. What? So, he was that referring... That was a five-second clip. You want to hear it again? Yes. He can do things with his tongue, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> his tongue? Thank you, yeah. Billy. He was referring to Billy Long's career as an auctioneer. Billy actually did show off his skills while he was in Congress. We played the audio when it happened. Uh, during a hearing, a heckler got up and started disrupting the proceedings, and then he just started doing the auctioneering thing. Yes. Over. 
I remember this. What'd she say? I can't understand her. What? Cut three and a quarter now, half, half, three and a half. Set a five, four hundred. Yeah, but a four, four and a quarter, four and a half. We're selling the cell phone there. Four and a quarter, four and a half. Hit four and a half, four, seven, five, five hundred, five, five and a quarter, five and a half. I yield back. Uh, that's pretty funny. So, once again, Trump right. Guy can do things with his tongue that you wouldn't believe. Yeah, it's true. Tongue you wouldn't believe. It. <laughs> hey, that's the part that kills me. It's like in wow. that moment he realizes what he just said, and he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> tongue you wouldn't believe. It. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It just cracks me up. Okay, uh, <laughs> other stuff going on out there. Um, well, Chuck Grassley, he had a letter showing uh, Department of Justice is desperate to hide all this Biden corruption. Because you think, well, has that story gone away? Not really. No, no. No, I mean, you forget, man. Remember the impeachment inquiry? That happened. Yeah. That's still happening. You just don't know it yeah, because know the rest it. of the world is yeah. on fire right now. Um, but, yeah, he goes deep into this. And, dude, it's so corrupt, not just with Department of Justice. When you're talking about suppression of free speech with Twitter, Meta, I mean, there's so much work to be done. And I know Trump laid out over the weekend, we're going to shrink government. We get back in office. And you got to believe that will be a good thing. Imagine how legacy media will freak out if that ever happens. Oh, yeah. You remember back in early 2017 and legacy media kept talking about all these jobs haven't been filled. Right. I mean, we're going to have just one crisis after another because there, there used to be these positions and the Trump administration is floundering and can't fill them. And then you realize, no, they didn't want to fill them because yeah. they knew they were useless. But at the time, you had never heard the media react like this, and you were kind of questioning it, going, uh, well, do they need people in these jobs? Mm -hmm. And you come to find out, well, not really. It's like, wait a minute. There was like 2,000 people that could easily just not show up to work, and the government kept running? Yes. It was what? like these people at Twitter. How, how is it going to operate? And they were just fine after Elon Musk right. fired everybody. Sort of the same sort of the deal. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. The biggest story today, if there's um, one. Yeah, there are there are a few. I mean, I think obviously what's happening in Israel and uh, the Israeli government is out there basically saying, yeah, we've we've started the incursion over the weekend, the invasion into Gaza, but this is really like baby steps moving forward because they've got it, it's one of those slow and steady wins the race kind of mentalities. It seems like because you don't want to run in there uh, knowing that you've got people. You know, planting IEDs, you got suicide oh, yeah. bombers, you've got all sorts of problems potentially if you rush this thing. Um, so we're, we're keeping an eye on that and the world's reaction to all of that. All right, we'll get to that. Kamala Harris's reboot. And Senator Fetterman takes on crypto. All ahead, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I think he'll show back up. I don't know. He needed a minute. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, welcome back. I was, I was getting paper. Uh, the sexy boomer. Okay. 
Kamala Harris, did you didn't you couldn't even stand to watch her on sixty minutes oh, last I, night. I, I tried, man. I did. I saw it. I turned it on. I saw like three seconds of a cackle, and I was out. Couldn't do it. There couldn't was do the, it. The big reboot. You know, because she's the first of many things. I think you know that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I I know you had some clips from it, David. Did you actually watch it in real time? I couldn't watch it. No, I, see, okay. I couldn't. Either. I knew. Here's the thing. I was watching. I turned like America's Funniest Home Videos on because I'd rather see a dog with a pumpkin stuck on its head <laughs> running around the yard than her. Okay, since you didn't watch it in real time, did you hear how it was set up then? Because she's the first of so many things? Uh-huh. You didn't hear that part? No, no. I did not hear oh, that part. Okay. All right. Just to understand what 60 Minutes was trying to do, I think this part you need to hear. If politics is a game, Kamala Harris has proven herself to be a savvy player, forging a career that has gone from one first to another. Well, the child of an Indian mother and a Jamaican father, she was the first woman district attorney for San Francisco. The f- By the way, and that's why you say whatever you want when different people say the first black woman. Mm-hmm. There are black people that will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, she's not. I'm out of that fight. I'm not into the identity politics or whatever fight, but that's always funny to me that there's a fight going on in the mm-hmm. community, as they say. The first woman to serve as California's attorney general. The first woman of color elected senator from California. So help me God. And the first woman and woman of color to be elected vice president of the United States. Because Biden boxed himself in and said, I'm going to pick a woman of color. (laughs) Everyone knows what that was. Being in that unique position, being that first. Yeah. Does that bring added pressure? No doubt. No doubt. You know, my mother, she would say, Kamala, you may be the first to do many things. Make sure you're not the last. And among the responsibilities that I carry and maybe impose on myself, that is one of them. So this was... Okay. This is why I'm playing this for you. Uh, I was what I was hoping for, that you had to Her mother part. never said that, okay? <laughs> never said that. I can guarantee you 100% her mother never said that. What? I want to know. She just makes stuff up and attributes them to a mother. What, what is she doing to make sure she's not the last female vice president of color? I'm... I'm she's- Fighting for people's rights. Doing your details—that's a given. It's so others can break other glass ceilings. Okay. You know that's part of the game, but just—it's never to her articulated. Mom and said freedom. I got it. <laughs> that's what. He goes on. So this was. She showed us around the vice president's ceremonial office. I brought in this bust of Thurgood Marshall. Uh huh. And I always have him over my right shoulder. Okay. See, that's a comedy piece now, isn't it? It is. It, yeah. It, it she is. is Vice President Michael Scott, isn't she? I know. Yes, very much so. There's no doubt. In the drawer here. The desk where president. previous vice presidents left their signatures. Al Gore, Quayle, <laughs> Cheney, Harry Truman. Mm-hmm. Some of these men went on to become president, but Kamala Harris told us she is focused on getting the Biden-Harris ticket re-elected next year. See, that's not about individual stuff uh-huh it's all about helping joe yes you know that um and they're doing the work okay 
they're doing the work that's important to a lot of people. Uh, are they? I think so. And sometimes, you know, it's the messaging that's just not getting out there to people. Oh, yeah. Because her and Biden together are the most unpopular duo in the history of the country. Yes. When you actually look yeah. at the stats. Oh, no, that not even close. And that gets addressed. Mm. Yep. A recent CBS poll found that at the beginning of President Biden's term, 70% of young people, people under 30, said he was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now it's less than 50%. Why is that? What's going on? If you poll how young people feel about the climate and the warming of our planet, oh. it polls as one of their top concerns when we talk about what we are doing with student loan debt. <laughs> See, we brainwashed them to think that the world was coming to an end, so that's important to them. And then we're talking about giving them free money. Talk about what we are doing with student loan debt. <laughs> Polls very high. Uh, the challenge that we have as an administration is we got to let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> that's our challenge. But it is not that the work we are doing is not very, very popular with a lot of people. You look so confused right now, oh. David. Well, wait a minute. If you're saying that climate change is like the number one priority, the message that a lot of Gen Zers have gotten, and it's it's very misleading, but all summer was hottest year mm -hmm. on record. Yep. So in that case, then, you failed. Now, I'm not saying that they ever could control the weather. Of course they can't control the weather. But... If you're telling people that you can control the weather and then you're not doing it very well, that proves that you have failed in their minds. That would be true, yes. But in the end, her and Joe are going to win, okay? That's the important takeaway. Why are you not 30 points ahead? Well, I'm not, I'm not a political pundit, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I oh, will God. say is this. This is what she'll say. When... The American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options. I think the choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. We're going to win. All right. Just know that. And by the way, if you're Iran, be concerned. Because Kamala and Joe are on it. And they're giving you a stern warning. It's Again with this? The same warning that Joe gave. It's very strong. You ready? What's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. And obviously they've listened. <laughs> as they go after our troops in all sorts of different areas, like 10 times since Biden said, don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, they're very much heeding that warning. Golly. <laughs> Maybe it'd be more effective if they separated it out and just says, and, the, and they just said, do not. Maybe two words. Oh, yeah. Do not. Do not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Iran, just don't. In the end, that reboot, it didn't do anything. She's not going to be any more Well, popular. you know, everything is so popular. Climate change, student loan forgiveness. Yeah. That somehow, when our names are mentioned, it tanks. Something. Why would that be? They don't buy it. They of see course them. they don't. All right, let's just get make, to... Uh, just make stuff up. Let's get to Fetterman. Fetterman, uh, I know, David, you like to keep up to date yeah. on how the senator's doing. He took on crypto? 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, Senator John Fetterman actually broke his own glass ceiling by becoming the first piece of uh, produce to ever walk into the United States Senate. Uh, he is very concerned about cryptocurrency. Here's what he wants to do about it. This was during a Senate hearing. Okay. This last time I was in this very same chair, we were talking about crypto. And I asked the experts and I said uh, a couple questions and they were kind of fundamental is like, and I just want to ask you as well too, as experts, um, should crypto exist? In other words, is, you know, where should it exist? Like, you know, why should it endure? If anyone has any answers. I don't know that I understand the question. I don't um, understand the question. I don't think you're supposed to. I don't. Should know, it man. exist? Well, I mean, does he mix exist. up Israel with crypto? Because yes. you should be yeah. asking that to your friend, right. friends there yes. first. Let's get that straight, and then we can work on crypto. I don't understand what he was trying to say. Do you get it, David? I guess he was trying to ask why. What's the point of cryptocurrency? I'm not sure. Hmm. Did he get a good answer? Well, it was satisfying to him. The problem with trying to get an answer out of a question like that is that you don't know what the question really was. Exactly. Yeah. I was hoping for help there, but I know that's asking the impossible out of you, David. We go to David a lot in these things. It's like, you're the millennial. You're closest to this. Help us out here. That's like impossible. You're asking him to speak another language. He's already like six of them. He's (laughs) he's proficient at it. Yeah, the Josetta Stone. Yeah. Knowing what this person means, what that person means, yes. Uh, Cory Booker, he understands. That's true. Yeah. I see this story about clowns, I instantly think of Scott. Because mm-hmm. I've known Scott for over 30 years. And very early on, there was a clown at some radio station function, and it was like, I hate clowns, man. They freak me out. They scare me. They do. They still do. And it used to be that we'd send clowns in on his birthday, on his uh-huh. wacky morning show, and things like that if we were working in the building. Yeah. I see this piece. Um, Washington Post. Why are some people so afraid of clowns? Because you want the answer to this, Scott. Or maybe what? What's the reason you think? It's just I know it's grown men dressed up like this with their big shoes on and their horns and they're shooting water out of their flowers. You know, I, it's just it's just a weird it's just a weirdo thing to me. I can't. And this is before, I, and, and so like the, John Wayne Gacy, even yeah, and it like way before, yeah, way it. before any of that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I could have written it. And so this person is doing all this research, trying to figure out, you yeah. know, what is it, you know, and is there some sort of fear, you know, that you should have, right? Like, are there enough of those creepy cre- clowns? Yes, yeah. that's ridiculous. Anyway, what this is what they said: you can never really know what a clown is thinking. That was one of the reasons. That's true. That people would cite because it can be difficult to know what's going on in the mind, especially if it's just painted on the frown or the smile. Either way, there's something about not being able to read facial expressions that can freak people out. I get that. Yeah. I never thought of that before. That's but, a little more deeply than I thought of it than, yeah. Clowns are also unpredictable, mm-hmm. said. Clowns make some people laugh, but they often behave in unpredictable and startling ways. That's true. That normal people never would, like squirting water from a flower, honking a horn. Yeah, that's... You know, whatever it is, because usually if we're just hanging out and all of a sudden I pull one of those, you're cool with it. But if it's a clown, 
Well, there's only like three bits, right? I mean, there's the flower, there's the shoes, there's the honking of the horn. You know, and I will admit this too. At Halloween time, when they're dressed up as the evil clown, those yeah. things do look pretty menacing. Yeah. And it make it probably thinking more unpredictable. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things they said is the exaggerated features are disturbing to people. And that could just be the big red nose or the egghead or the puffs of neon colored hair. Yes. Whatever it might be. Yes. You know, which is another reason if you're a grade school teacher, you could save the, you know, bright blue hair. <laughs> you don't want to be freaking people out right. unless you're dressing as a clown every day. <laughs> anyway. And then it says, especially current day, movie clowns are terrifying. Yeah. And that's another reason why it's grown. Well, real clowns are upset because the image has been hijacked. They've been saying that for years. According to them, yeah. But when you ask like students now different phobias, they'll hear claustrophobic spaces, snakes, spiders, clowns, all like in the top five. Hey. And that's one I of the always hear about why. how great Bozo was. You know, Bozo was great, though. You're going back a ways. Yeah. What was wrong with Bozo? Bozo was cool. I don't know. I didn't have. I don't remember Bozo all that much. The bucket game. Or well, I well I remember hearing about it, but you never watched it. We didn't have channel. We didn't have the WGN Channel Nine where it was across the country when I grew up. We didn't. It wasn't part of our system. David's like, what are you talking about? Bozo the Clown was a local. Way back. It was a local show. Yeah. Uh huh. Regional, I guess. Show. But GN was on. GN had it was on a bunch of stations across the country. Yeah. Yeah. And there it was, and I always thought it was ridiculous, and I agree. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who said it first. But is it necessary to have the clown? Don't we already know that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as opposed to the Westchester, uh, Westchester <laughs> County bozos. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least you know now you're not alone, Scott. Right, thank you for that. And we called off the dogs a long time ago with freaking you out with clowns. I'm glad about that. Of course you are. Okay, uh, David, I want to get to this audio you have of this journalist calling a presidential candidate an entitled white guy. That and much more coming up right here. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure, getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. 
Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, who's this journalist, David? Well, here. I'll, I'll set it up like this. There's a guy named Representative uh, Dean Phillips. He's running against Joe Biden for the presidential nominee on the uh, nomination mm-hmm. on the Democrat side of the ledger. And liberal media hacks cannot handle it. That somebody would be really challenging Joe Biden. Why? Now, one of the, the voting public, that's what they want. Right. They want I'm not necessarily Dean Phillips, but they want somebody yeah. else, potentially. Uh, one of them or one of the liberal hacks who just can't handle this is Molly Jong Fast. She's a writer for Vanity Fair and a CNN contributor. And mm-hmm. here's what she said about him on Jim Acosta's show. <laughs> oh, boy, he's got one, huh? I think it's ridiculous. First of all, talk about being an entitled white guy, right? He just doesn't like the fact that Biden is 80. And I think that comes across as really ageist. Mm-hmm. Everything is. First of all, Are you're you joking she's, me. She's 45. Stop talking like you're 19. Um, yeah, step please. one. We're here to help, not to hurt. She's also the daughter and granddaughter of famous writers. She's a trust fund kid who's calling someone else entitled. Of course. Yeah, of course. Compared to also Joe Biden, one of the most entitled rich white guys in America. That's what I'm saying. So it's a white guy that's now running against a white guy, but the younger guy is the entitled white guy. Yeah. And it's ageist. After everything you've heard out of this guy. Over the last couple of years. I mean, my goodness. Dude, everyone sees it. Most Democrats will own it, say, yeah, we probably got to do something. This isn't a good situation, for crying out loud. One nation, individual, under God, for real. Yeah. You know the thing. All men and women created by the goal. You know the thing. That's the weirdest part of that take. Saturday Night Live made fun of him this week. I heard that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, if he was running against, I guess, a person of color, maybe I would understand that take a little more. That's just odd to me. That's just how white folks will do you. There you go. Oh, there's Big O. Thank you, Big O. Of course. Words of wisdom there. Yes, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I guess you could say good news is we know who a lot of people are now that are out demonstrating. Boy, we sure do. Yeah. As far as pro-Hamas goes. And what happened in Russia, 
won't forget that for a while. Mm-mm. As the jet came in from Tel Aviv, and you had people rushing the tarmac looking for Jewish people. And you never thought you would see that in your lifetime. Nope. But it's happening. And there are a lot of apologists out there. And it is interesting, especially in media, I mean, how quickly it moved from, you know, this sympathy for Israel to, yeah, but. Well, the occupation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. But that's where we are right now. Yeah. There are other things going on. Um, and all I know, David, is from what you said, I haven't heard it yet, but there was a discussion saying that Joe Biden had restored the soul of the nation. Oh, yeah. ABC News, The View. <laughs> Look at Ross. <laughs> they, were, they were kicking around the fact that this guy named Dean Phillips has entered the uh, Democrat presidential primary. Uh, and he, he was making the rounds on a lot of the news shows over the weekend because he's the what they're calling the first, like, credible candidate against him. I'm like, well, RFK Jr. was running as a Democrat initially and had anywhere between 10 and 20 percent support from Democrat yeah. voters. So he was a legitimate challenger. Um, but anyway, yeah, Dean Phillips is 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 now running and. Uh, the view, uh, the ladies on the view, uh, Sonny Hostin, uh, can't believe that this guy would try to run against Joe Biden because Joe Biden's so great at this whole presidenting thing. Are you joking me? It's like, I think if you are going to take on a president who has done so much for this country so far and has restored in many ways the soul of this country, oh, which was God. his promise, you got to have some kind of name recognition, I think. Restoring the soul of these... Do you see how much hate is out in the streets right now? Propagandist jack wagons. She's the worst. That's astounding. She's the worst. She is. You think about restoring the soul of this nation. How many people have come across the border? We don't know who they are. This could be very bad for us in the coming years. But he, what, gives us a good case of the feels? I because we limit ourselves to our news intake to just things that make us feel good? I don't understand that. I mean, well, yep. personally, I would like you to enumerate the ways in which Joe Biden has restored the soul of the nation. Yeah, bring me the receipts on that one. Well, tell me if I'm wrong. According to people on The View, like racism, say, against blacks in America has never been worse than it is right now. Oh. Like we've made no gains, according to them. Isn't that the message they put out there? Well, Sonny Hostet certainly does on a regular basis, and usually she's joined right in with the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, the show, listen, man, that show is what it is. No doubt. It's it's a propaganda-based, far-left show that connects with people who are apparently at home at the time who can feel the same way or yes. want to be part of something. Man. You know, I see the story... While getting hammered on cheap wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> About, you know, this kid in West Virginia, biological male, identifies female, suing to get on the track team. I saw this. This started when the kid was 11. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's despite West Virginia's governor signing a law in 2021 banning males from competing against females in school sports. Yep. And then you have the lawsuit. 
And I can't help but think about stories like that when I hear, well, Biden has restored the soul soul of the nation in so many ways. No, it's bonkers. And that guy's out there saying the best thing you can do is affirm the trans kid. Where's the study on that, Joe? That's absolutely false. That's so freaking irresponsible. Well, what happened to the war on woman? I mean, That's what a happened? Great question. What well, happened? It's, to, it's now well, actually happening. Protecting the rights of women and 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 young girls. That oh, they used traded to be a that something. In. They traded that in. We don't even talk about the that trans anymore. Movement. Yeah, hell with the, those young girls. Well, right? Did you see in the free press? Uh, they allowed a doctor from Finland, one of the first medical professionals, to actually work with uh, trans-identifying minors. One of the first doctors in the world to do this. Okay. Uh, starting a little more than 10 years ago. She wrote this essay saying, it's crazy that the U.S. is pushing for this to be kind of a free-for-all. You know, you can't really call her transphobic when she's been dedicating a substantial portion of her professional life. Her name, I'm going to butcher the name, because, again, she's a doctor from Finland. Uh, Rita Kertu Kautiala. 9.0. Yeah. She says, my country and others found there's no solid evidence supporting the medical transitioning of young people. Why Why aren't American clinicians paying attention? Because there's so much money involved. Right. And the pressure. And if you speak out against it, you're out of the club. Yeah. And they're vicious. We all saw what happened at 60 Minutes when they tried to do some honest reporting on that. They were vilified. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, we've talked about Europe many times. Like, they, they, in some ways, went 180 on this whole trans issue with kids, which is exactly what they should have done. We're lagging behind. And then you ask yourself the question, why? And you got to think, well, because there's a lot of money involved. Okay. We're going to get to the story about... Money buys advocacy. Oh, No matter how insane the advocacy is, it buys it. The tech worker story, David. Yeah. Uh, New York Times tech workers, uh, they are walking out of the office today to protest the company's return to office uh, policy. I don't know how you walk out of the office if you're refusing to go into the office, but I guess right. you're just logging off of your computer. Well, you walk, we walk out of the office to go home. Yeah, the Times' tech guild, which represents more than 600 staffers, is trying to negotiate its first contract with management after they unionized in March of last year. Uh, they've argued that new remote work policies violate the terms and conditions that were set when their union was ratified in 2022. Uh, they say, hey, look... You're telling us we got to go back into the office? No, that wasn't part of the deal when we became a union at last oh. year. Oh. Now, the Times, for their part, is saying, no, the return to office policies were introduced before the tech guild was recognized. This was baked in. Interesting. They uh, hold up the picket signs in their living yeah. room, though. It's less effective than if they marched I, in front of the building. I, but, I would just say, though, they're, so they're, they're going to hold a rally uh, and then pick it around the Times building in New York. Oh, God. I would just say, man, be careful. When you're in that industry right now where you have major newspapers going through another round of layoffs. Yeah. And 
you know, on the tech side of things, a lot of people are realizing maybe you don't need that many employees yeah. to run a website. Just be careful. Yeah, I was talking with some friends the other day. I'm still surprised at the amount of people that are not totally back to work, like in the office. Mm-hmm. They're still working. But there are so many people that really want to avoid the commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how much more free time you actually have and how quicker meetings can go when it is a Zoom call and you're not just all in the same room. I mean, I can understand businesses, they want the camaraderie and they want, you know, all of that. And you can keep an eye on people. But man, once you've had your taste of being away from it and know you can get your job done, do it in your pajamas sometimes, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you're going to fight that, having to go back. But yeah, you're right, though. Be careful because they're expendable there, David. Yeah. Okay. Mentioned this earlier. There was a uh, survey done about... People cheating in relationships. Just you got your significant other, cheat. And they were linking it to the professions most and least likely to cheat with a coworker. Because a lot of times if someone's going to have an affair, it's with a coworker. Okay. Okay. So they list them all out. And it would be a little confusing, especially because you got 10 and 10 to do a whole game with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I can kind of keep track, I guess, in my head a little bit. What comes to mind, like, if you're thinking the profession most likely to produce cheaters? Um, Anything? It's a broad term, but sales. That, that is number one. Yeah, the irregular work hours, frequent networking events. Plus, you're hopefully really good at closing deals. Part of it, you got to ask yeah. for point, the buy. Good point, David. Yeah. 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 And you keep asking until you get a yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And if you get a no, then you just move on to the next potential that's client. It. Yeah, that's all. But most people are not good at that because they their self-esteem can't take the no's. Mm-hmm. That's why if you find people that are really good as far as sales, mm-hmm. you hang on, man. It's not as easy as Would you think. Would retail be included in that, or is that part of sales? No, retail actually is like dead last number 10 of the profession the least likely to cheat really yes not no cheaters in retail huh it's kind of hard really if you're there on the job you're doing retail kind of things yeah and you gotta clock in and out you have your hours are pretty strictly managed yes you only see them from the waist up that's why i thought and just oh for crying out loud and as someone who has worked in retail so many people who work in retail hate their job and they don't want to see anybody else when they're done. They, they don't, just want to get out of there. It's like, I don't want to, I don't, uh, right. you know, Jane who works in, you know, housewares is fine, but I don't want to associate with her anymore. Yes. How about healthcare hospitals? That's third most likely. Yeah. So great. The funniest part is right. this game would already be over because David picked number one, most likely you picked dead last, least likely, <laughs> but I got number three. I came back and got number three. You did, but you went out of turn. That's a 15-yarder. You're out. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I like a review on that. Well, for time's sake, I'll just roll through. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Teachers, second most likely. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, dentist healthcare, transport and logistics, hospitality and events management. Yeah. Mm. Engineering and manufacturing. That was the biggest surprise to me. Hmm. For six most likely. Hmm. Property and construction, accountants. Banking, finance, then IT and armed forces. 
least likely to produce cheaters? Science and pharmaceuticals. That's, that's interesting because pharmaceutical, you're on the road a lot. Yes. Yeah. Business consulting and management. You would think you would have the most opportunity there somewhere near that, mm. but that's least likely to cheat. Then you got law enforcement and security, creative arts and design. Don't believe the stereotype. Right. Then media and internet. Yeah. Well, you can't cheat if you don't if you've never had a healthy relationship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're an alcoholic. <laughs> it's media and internet. It's not just one. Okay. okay, so you know. And then it goes law, environment, marketing, public services. Just interesting. You always wonder, are people really telling the truth on this stuff anyway? Yeah. The 22% of these offenders think that their partner never found out. So there you go. That gives everybody pause. There was a trans-friendly women's tournament over the weekend. You'll never believe how it ended up straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Boy, this is amazing. Robbins and Hillary Clinton agree. Well, I think we all agree with Hillary Clinton on this one. Doesn't happen very often. No, hardly ever. I'm surprised. She get kicked by a mule, too? <laughs> Nora O'Donnell from uh, CBS was moderating a bipartisan discussion about what to do. Israel, Hamas. How about those calling for the old ceasefire? Hillary says no. 
People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. Wow. I mean, she does know an awful lot about killing people, so, I mean, yeah, this is her world that we're living in. She still wants to be president, you know. I know we talked about that a little bit last week, or was it the week before last? And yeah. With all the talk about Gavin Newsom and all of that, I, I, I'm i still sitting here going, you know, Hillary's there, and you know, know that she wants another shot at this. But she has a worse shot against Trump now than she did in 2016. It was shown how much people on the left don't even like her. It's not good. Meanwhile, update from the state of Illinois. Uh, apparently some legislators are ready to end the old sanctuary state status <laughs> because of the immigration problem. Illegal yeah. aliens. Mm. This is, you're seeing this across the country. I mean, New York is certainly there saying, hey, maybe we need to end all this. We can't take anymore. Well, do they have any votes at all? Any support outside the yeah. Republican coalition? Don't know. It's good. The problem will have to get worse to really get that much of a, a ground storm to say, yeah, we got to end this. So, yeah, I don't see it happening, mm. but there's some noise being made. Yeah. All right, David, what's the story with the trans friendly women's tournament? Oh, yeah. The North American Grappling Association found itself in a bind because they allowed men who say they're women to compete against actual women. No, grappling. Yeah. Oh, like boy. wrestling, uh, jujitsu, things yeah. like that. Uh, according to Redux, the association says the real women are allowed to refuse to fight the men who say they're women, but a lot of female athletes have come forward to say, well, that's not true. Professional martial artist Jaden Alexander and uh, Ainsley Wilk said, no, 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 we, we didn't know we were going to be fighting dudes until we showed up at the mat. Oh, no. And during one tournament... On October twenty second or twenty first, there were more males participating than women in some of the women's divisions. Yes, <laughs> mediocre athletes for a long time. I'm a woman. Yeah, sure. Let, me, let yeah. me compete there. And then grandstanding after the pin. Right. Scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Uh, big today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day is watching the uh, unfolding situation in Israel and its war against Hamas. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, sorry, I, I Bidened that one a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, he did a statement that was about six or seven minutes long where he said, well, no, one, there is not going to be a ceasefire because that is essentially us surrendering to Hamas. Yeah, that's us saying Hamas, you win. So no, we're we're going to try to do everything we can to minimize civilian casualties, but we are going in there and we're going in hot. I think we've all known that. Now, brace yourself for more heat for Israel because you know that's coming. Mm -hmm. All right, news update and then Robin's trifecta straight ahead.
the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Yep. I'm Jamie Martin. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, that's the millennial. And then the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Yep. All right, news update, David Van Camp. Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, has uh, delivered a statement saying that they will be expanding the ground operations in Gaza following the October 7th terrorist attacks in his against his nation. And he addressed directly calls for a ceasefire with Hamas. And okay. here is what he had to say. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. Pretty clear. Uh-huh. Very clear. Then what yeah. else are they supposed to do? You have a whole group that do not want them to exist. I mean, that was a great point. I mean, you originally made this a couple of days ago, but it's right. What Ask, ask yourself that question. What are they supposed to do? Yeah, because all of a sudden Hamas will say, yeah, we'll live in peace. No. Well, yeah. Again, getting back to what Hillary just told us. Yes. Tends to restock true. and reload, man. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And listen, and again, heart's in the right place with a lot of this aid. It's not going to the people who need it. We knew that. We were pretty sure of it, and now we know it for sure that these aid trucks are being, all this stuff is being stockpiled by Hamas. It's yes. not going to the people that it should go to. You can't guarantee it's going to go there or even assume it's going to go there. This is a tough one, and I know empathy is, is, is running high for a lot of people who are you know innocent in all this, but the fact of the matter is everybody wants to give aid, but the aid ain't getting there. Meanwhile, the Department of Homeland Security is being pushed to stop using the word jihadist. Of course. What, instead of what? What, what is well, the new it, word it, now? It's, it's become racially charged. Okay. Yeah, the RAND Corporation. Um, they get hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government, and they're telling the Department of Homeland Security to adopt inclusive language and replacing terms like illegal immigrant with undocumented non-citizen uh no yeah and don't use riot anymore say protest no and then they say that terms like jihadist and looter have become racially charged Mm -hmm. by who yeah Yeah, right yeah they're kind of telling on themselves aren't they well they are yeah if if i say hey looters hit a store and you immediately say well you're talking about black people what does that say about you you're the one that noticed it (laughs) (laughs) is unhappy camper in there anywhere yeah just check it i don't think so yeah um anyway they had said uh DHS uses language that's insulting, demeaning, dehumanizing, offensive, embarrassing, or othering 
or otherwise making individuals feel uncomfortable, Un- marginalized, disrespected, or unsafe. You're worried about Hamas right now? <laughs> really? Worried about hurting your feelings? Did you see the video? Are you people insane? Do you need yeah. help? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I see this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yes, ditch the term illegal immigrant in favor of undocumented non-citizen. Wasn't it like 10 years ago they said, please don't say illegal alien. Right. Yeah. Say illegal immigrant. And then no one's illegal. It was undocumented worker. Well, what if they don't work? <laughs> well, I have heard. <laughs> right. I have heard the term. I don't know how many times. In the last year, that the homeless thing is gone now. It's all unhoused. Yeah. Everywhere. Whatever. It's unhoused. No, just refuse. Just refuse. I'm no longer playing the game. But I'm, I'm ser- like pronoun literally crap. sitting there with the TV on, watching the news, and I'm yelling at the... What? Dude. The unhoused. Okay, this is where, to me, all of this is ridiculous, but it does go to another level here. Need to replace the term unlawful entry with entry without inspection. (laughs) Or undocumented entry. No. Undocumented entry? Yes. No. (laughs) Uh, You're trying to deceive people with that nonsense. Call it what it is. I know, dude. Unlawful entry. That's eh, got a negative connotation. It's unlawful. Yeah, and you you can't you went in somewhere you weren't supposed to go illegally. Well, it was entry without inspection. What? What? I, I don't even understand even that. Every time yeah. you go into a store for yeah. the first time, that's entry without inspection. I don't yeah. know what's in there. That's why I'm going in. You inspect the door; it's not open, so you you blow it up to well, get in. I, I don't. It's not shoplifting anymore. It's financial transactionless inventory reduction. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. I like that. And with that, you ready for your big Yeah. All right, here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time. Scott Robbins' top three stories today, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, Casey, you know what's on tonight? Game three of the World Series. Come yes. on, come on, man. You coming by or not? Got you. you. I'm ready. Are you coming by or not? Got you. Three. Number three, uh, gender studies departments across America have not condemned Hamas. This is interesting. Uh, this article out of Red State today, it said, where is the feminist community on Hamas's attacks on Israeli women? Anybody heard anything about that? No. This this uh, piece starts out, I won't go into utter uselessness of gender studies departments at our universities. <laughs> or the useless degrees they confer on people. They're part and parcel of the entire, I've never heard this one before, ethnic underwater dog polishing studies degree. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. It is funny. Uh, they said, now, despite Hamas's rape cult, not one, one gender studies department in the U.S. has defended even one victimized woman. Feminists have long taught us to believe that the accuser cannot be blaming the victim. For years, progressives insisted on academic papers, on T-shirts, coffee mugs, that when fighting oppression, silence is consent, or even that silence is violence. Oh, that's right. 
October 7th, the violated women shouted, shrieked, cried, begged, rape after rape, cut after cut, fighting off their assaults with their voices and their bare hands. Some hostages still may be struggling. And the answer as to why we haven't heard anything they say is simple. They have politics, but no principles. It's all about the side you're on. It's so true, man. And man, that one resonated because you have heard nothing about these women who have been tortured and raped and, and, and what, and what Hamas did to them and is continuing to do to them. No, you don't hear anything about that. Wow. Because they're on the wrong side. That's so true. Yep. Now, on with the countdown. Yep. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Uh, Goldie Hawn says she made contact with aliens. This is the weirdest story. Goldie Hawn, the actress, mm-hmm. recalled making contact with two, maybe three, extraterrestrials who touched her face when she was just 20 years old. She's just now coming out with this. She mm-hmm. said, uh, I don't know. She said, I was uh, dancing. I had a dancing gig in California, very close to the desert. She said she asked one of her best friends if she could just take a nap in her car after she became very tired during a rehearsal. They had more rehearsals coming up. She was going to take a little nap in the car, get back up and go. She said, I don't know why. She said, I don't know why I just didn't lay down in the bleachers they had set up there. She said, but I decided not to. After getting into her friend's car and preparing to sleep, the actress says she heard a strange noise. She said, I got this high-pitched sound in my ear. It was a high, high frequency. She looked out the car window, and these two or three triangular-shaped heads were looking at me. They were silver in color, had a little slash for a mouth, little nose, no ears, Han remembered. They were pointing at me. They were pointing at my head. They reached inside the car and touched my face and then took off again. Oh. Now, again, she was 20 years old in California working as a dancer. I don't know if there was any sort of drug intake going on at the time or not. I can't say for sure. Because you're talking like the hippie age. When 50 this years ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an odd one. So alien. Yeah. Or aliens touched her face. Yeah, three Not illegal aliens. aliens, like aliens from another planet. No, not it. No, no. They'd okay. be welcome in the car with her, but no. All right. Okay. All right, so there you go. Another person touched by an alien. And the countdown continues. <laughs> yes. How many are there, by the way? Oh, lots. Okay. Lots Scott of people. Robbins, Usually they refer to it as probing. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, and you won't say anything against it because you're afraid they'll come to your place. Dude, as far as I'm concerned, they're all there. They're fine. They're good. <laughs> I don't I don't want anybody. That's like the You whole, said it's a farce and you don't believe it. Ghosts and stuff like that. It's I a don't, load of hooey. I don't need them getting conferring with each other going, you know, that that's guy. That's what Scott Robbins said. Right, right there in that studio. Yeah, let's go get him today when he's sleeping. Yes. Let's rattle and some finally, chains. Yeah. One. Do some yeah, number one time. <laughs> yeah. Number one, double-digit inflation for Halloween candy. Yeah, U.S. candy prices really? surged 13% this past month compared to that of last year. That's a big jump, marking a second consecutive year of double-digit inflation in the candy industry. The increase is more than double the 6% in the overall grocery prices and follows a 14% hike in candy prices last October. So the price of doling out the candy with the kids has gone up considerably. It's Bidenomics at work, my friends. You know, I, I noticed that getting uh, Halloween candy this year, 
uh, I walked in the grocery store and like one of those bags of like the mixed. I was I was yes. thinking I'm gonna go get like three of them or something. Uh-huh. You know, sure, that would probably be enough. One bag was just over thirty dollars. Like, what? I don't remember it being that high. Yeah, I one saw one bag. I saw the how many store. pieces are in the bag? I don't. I don't remember. There's how a lot. Many. They're I mean, good sized bags. It's like but... I mean, decent sized bag, but for at least my neighborhood, because there's a lot of little kids and a lot of families, you need at least two. And I remember just being shocked, walking in and like at the very front to get the thing that like you know the Twixes, the Hershey's, etc. It was like at three, thirty bucks. I used to buy my granddaughter's candy apples. Those were like eight dollars last night. At the, I would, just last night I was at the grocery store. Okay, going back to the bagged candy. Man, the last I remember, and I haven't bought it in a long time. But it was like twelve ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine for the big bag. Yeah, that's kind of Holy what I was expecting mackerel. to pay. Yes, but it it was significantly higher. Than I saw that. What David, I, remember I, pl- uh, I saw it too. For. Yeah. Okay. Did you dig in already? At least a little. No, I haven't touched it because it's so freaking expensive. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be, you'd be like, yeah, I'd try a little bit ahead of time, but not at that price. And there you have it. Just Man. you know, just bag of chili, make it at home, and put it in the yeah. bag for the kids. They'll love it. You always gave crappy Halloween candy. How do you know? Because I remember what you used to get. Yeah. It was a little, you know, sweeties or whatever, sweet tarts, smarties or whatever. Suck. <laughs> Turn right, your light off, man. News update at Nimrod's of the News coming up. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than 45 options to choose from each week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm-fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfast, and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, has given an address saying that, yes, we are expanding ground operations into Gaza in retaliation for the uh, uh, October 7th massacre that was launched by Hamas, not only retaliation, but also to make sure that the scourge that led to it, those attacks, is wiped out. They want to get rid of all of Hamas. And what's really interesting with all of the open-air prison uh, propaganda you hear in the United States about Gaza, like these people are all living under the iron thumb or the, the, the heavy thumb of Israel and all this stuff. Right. Is that, yes, there is obviously a lot of poverty. That There's no question in Gaza. Yes. Who's responsible for that? Well, I would contend that the governing body of Gaza, which has, well, what, at least half a billion dollars in investments and many more millions uh, in the bank. Yes. I would say it's on them to make sure that those millions of dollars in foreign aid actually get to the people of Gaza. The other thing is, I mean, it's like 20 to 30 percent of the people in Gaza are living a lifestyle that is not even close to comparable to an open-air prison. Uh, prison. I mean, there's beach resorts there. There's luxury car dealerships. I mean, it's there's a lot of pretty Oh, well but that information people. kills the narrative. Yeah. No, you're talking reality now. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, too. This was, I don't know, a few hours back. The statement from Israel that they eliminated four more senior Hamas commanders. You take their word for it. How many are there? You have no idea. Right. But it's very methodical. There seems to be a lot. Yes, no doubt about that. Okay, got the update. Got to get the Nimrods. Oh, we got a couple of buttes here. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. (laughs) TSA recently caught a woman trying to sneak some weed past them. How? Hiding it inside her adult diaper. Mm. Yeah. I've heard of dank weed, but that's... Mm. The agents did a pat-down after the scanner flagged her groin area. Oh, gosh. And then some additional screening, and they discovered baggies of weed tucked inside the adult diaper. I'm not sure if she thought she could get away with it because of the padding. Maybe the dog wouldn't smell it or something. Or that the sensitive area might decrease the chances of that. It didn't work. Because, as you know, at least under federal law, marijuana is still illegal. And it isn't allowed through airport security. So, TSA posted a photo of this. But here's the thing. In this case, they let the woman and her mom continue to their flight after tossing the drugs. Which is amazing to me now that that happened. And that's Nimrod's in the news.